Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. Hey guys, what is happening? We are here for episode seven, A Man Without Honor. And guys, let me just say that Bing is for doing. I just had to say it. And we are doing the Game of Thrones after show. Guys, I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Kristen Snyder. Hi, guys. What's up? Simone Boyce. Yo! Bethany Jaber. <laughs> Hello there. And Marissa, Queen of the Booth. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm excited for another episode. Let's do it. Yeah. And as always, I am Dave Klein, and we are here to talk about some craziness going on this episode and things are starting to happen i think things are getting to a big boiling point here i can't wait to see what's going to come but let's talk about the lannisters sansa is talking with the hound to start us off she's talking with the hound and he gives a little speech about how he really enjoys killing people (laughs) it's a lot of fun Sansa got her period. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the most exciting part of the show. Slash her life is now ruined. <laughs> How about okay, we're on the She's chat. ready to have some babies. How about all the guys out there watching this? Were you guys like grossed out by the period thing? Because I feel like I feel like guys are like terrified of anything that has to do with women's You guys cycles. like blood until was, you would have to deal with it. Yeah. About to go there. Oh. They're like, yeah, death scenes, blood. Ooh, wait, no. <laughs> it's just blood out of an area that we don't want to see blood. That's all Aww. it is. Maybe if you guys there. would bleed every month, you wouldn't like like video games blood so much. I, I could. We need to do that Whoa, study. That, that's deep. Hey, I might I love, That's it. fascinating. That is pretty deep, actually. Hey, yeah. you don't know. I might get we're like, cut like, like Honestly, though, like women from the time we're like 12, we're like, we hate blood. No, we're dealing with no it, blood. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we always get fights. <laughs> now though. that we got hey, that you know, covered, we, we get into talk f- about really that more. <laughs> hey, Watchtower base. What do you think? Uh, he said it's in his our nature to love blood. That's what he said. Um, I don't know. We get into fights though, so you know, guys fight each other, so we bleed. I've got my nose broken before. Do you like it? I love it. <laughs> I just made the levels go out of the, yeah. off the roof because I yeah, love it so much. Ow. All of our podcast listeners love you now. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm at an age now. It doesn't creep me out. Come on. I'm an adult. Yeah. You know, we're adults here. It doesn't mm-hmm. weird me out. So yeah, she is now going to have to potentially now. It's real. She's gonna have to bear Joffrey's children. Oh, hooray! Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Right. This is one of those scenes where I think it's really cool to have Shay as Sansa's right? handmaiden because, like, we wouldn't get to see this interaction. <clears throat> excuse me, interaction because this is such a huge moment for Sansa. This is like terrifying turning point for her. So I think it's fun to have Shay in there. That's one of the non-book choices that I I think is is proven to be really interesting to watch. I, I thought she was that. yeah. I thought she was going to be like a spy for Tyrion, but. I mean, she came to Sansa's defense, and she was ready to kill that other servant if she dared tell Cersei. So, I don't know. I really like her being there, and it's too bad. I mean, last week you guys said the Hound was really on, you know, Sansa's side. But this week, he ran and told Cersei, it looks like. So, he didn't have to do that. 
Yeah, I think he's almost. I think he's kind of just in the place of protecting people. I think mm-hmm. as once Sans is in danger, then he feels the need to protect her. But as far as those trivial things, like a woman's time of the month are concerned, he doesn't really care that much. I mean, again, that was also that was kind of different from the books. Where in the books, it was the handmaidens who ran and t- told everybody because Shay was not a handmaiden for mm-hmm. Sansa in the books. But like you were saying, Simone, I think you know gives Shay a little more character, and it's kind of nice seeing these characters combined in these ways because yeah. you get. Because there are so many characters in Game of Thrones, it's a good way for them to bring them in and give them more personality. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. I, I, I'm here for the characters and not always mm-hmm. the plot points. So it's to see them interact in new ways is always exciting. I didn't expect Shay to be so sympathetic to Sansa, but um, so that was well after what Joffrey did to those two prostitutes i mean how can you not be it's true like, oh god is that what's gonna happen to you yeah I mean, he's horrible yeah it's true I really, yeah that's what she has coming uh i really love all the advice though that cersei actually sat down and talked to sansa about like saying she, or sansa was like do i have to love joffrey and she's like you can try can you i just pointed this was a huge episode for cersei overall she really opened up and there were, some of these scenes were from earlier in the book, some of them at this point in the books, but they kind of all combined it for this moment. This was sort of a lot of Cersei's episode where you see she does realize what Joffrey is. She does realize he's kind of turned into a monster. She And a lot of what she's talking about with Sansa, too, and what you were mm-hmm. saying is she kind of, you get that, her talking about how she understands what Sansa's going through because she knows that Sansa doesn't want to marry Joffrey. Who would? It's a little monster, but she's trying to be like, Look, you as you said, you can try to love him, but at the end of the day, you're going to have children, and that's who you're going to love. But she's, you kind of really see her human side. Is this like the Mother's Day episode? And her Frankenstein <laughs> child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. the monster she's created. Yeah, I love how she's how Cersei says only love your children because I think that mm-hmm. really just sums Cersei up. Like. You know, just reading the books and watching the show, you kind of try and figure out what is this woman about? Who does she love? Does she have feelings? Is she a robot? But I think that really sums it up. She only loves her children. And it kills me, though, for somebody who is so clear and articulate and really sees what everybody wants and what she wants. She still makes terrible decisions. Yeah. Yeah, She continues to make Mm -hmm. really bad decisions. She she does also love Jamie, though, although she refuses to admit it, at least at this point. It's just like she's... Because a lot of her decisions are driven through, we need to get Jamie back. What can we do to get Jamie back? Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. So... She still does have that. Do you guys yeah. agree mm-hmm. with her, though, that the more people you love, the weaker you are? Well, Ooh, I think the more people you love, question. the stronger you are. You do? Yeah. I don't know. Dave's I, a I'm lover. Very I guess, happy person. I'm I guess a it's person. like depends on where you live. I mean, if, if you're living in Westeros, <laughs> it's. It might be dangerous. Well, I mean, it sounds like I really liked what she said after that. I didn't write it down, but she's like, the more people you love, the more things you'll be willing to do with it, like lay down, you know, everything going on that would be better for you. You're willing to just like, you know, lay down for someone that you love. And I kind of think that she's right. I think that the more people you do love, the kind of weaker you are. And whether that weakness is seen as bad or not is something else. Let me give you a historical reference here right now. This is from Drop Greek times. H-bomb. Yes, the history lessons. <laughs> um, the op- op- opposing side to the Spartans back during the Greek times. Um, I'm, I'm remember. I'm forgetting the name of the actual city, but they were training their warriors. They were trying to get everybody, all the guys. They were kind of known for being a little gay for each other, and they did that on purpose so they would love each other. So they would fight that much harder to protect each other, and they would be that much stronger in battle, mm. so they could protect each other and fight each other because they loved each other so much. So in a way, it was giving them strength to fight and strength for each other. So. Not that I particularly agree with that method or don't, but I mean, it's just it's what it is. So, right. that's, you know, that's just an example it from history. It gets even stranger. Like, when you went to, when they went to marry and, and take a wife, the women would have to, like, shave their head bald like a boy. Yeah, that's hmm. very weird. Yeah, I didn't know I think, that part, yeah. so thank you for filming in with that. So I guess it can you can see it both ways as either a strength or a weakness depending yeah. on the situation maybe. Mm-hmm. I think in Westeros Cersei's right because I mean look at the way George R. R. Martin treats 
characters who actually love people like Ned Stark and some others. Um, so, I, so what does this say about George R. R. Martin? Very depressing guy, apparently. He lived well, in Hollywood for too long. Uh, yeah, right? I just think he wants to surprise people and, yeah. and have a, a sort of shocking story every time you turn the page. But I think Cersei's you know, onto something. I don't know. He says that nothing's worth writing about other than the, the conflict within your heart and mm-hmm. the human condition. And it's really about what's going on inside everyone's mind. He says that you know people have both good and evil inside them. And it's the conflict of your heart that he likes to write about in each of his characters. And I love it. That's where all the drama comes in. That's where all the blood (laughs) comes in. You guys need to get off the chat roll. (laughs) No, someone just said. (laughs) King of Canada just said, Simone Bald? I don't know what to make of that. (laughs) I had to comment on it. I really don't know what to make of that, King of Canada. I had to point it out there. Um, okay, so let's let's move on then to yeah. the next topic, which is the Starks. So since we're talking about mothers, we've got Catelyn, a lot of Catelyn here hanging out with Rob, and um, we're which is she she never really has that in the books, and that's why I'm pointing that out. She's with Rob this whole time, and this whole scene's kind of set up where, as she's in, as we mentioned last week, what's never introduced this. Um, this whole season, River Run. Instead of being a River Run, she's with Rob. Right. So they just kind of moved everything over there. But but Rob's not there. <laughs> right. But He's I'm, off with the Lisa. But I'm saying with Cersei. I'm sorry. With um with In Catelyn, the, okay. they moved Catelyn scenes to Rob's camp. But we've got her and Jamie. So a lot of her struggling with Jamie at this point. And yeah, ja- Jamie Lannister, the actor, he actually said this was his favorite episode, which I guess because it's titled after him as well, Man Without Honor. But yeah, I was expecting more, mm. more from Jamie. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty dishonorable. I felt like that spoke to a couple of the gents in. I mean, Theon, I felt was definitely yeah, a man without Good honor point. as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a question, and I'm sorry if this is a digression. But why aren't we seeing more of River Run? Is River there, Run's not like, in it's this just, season. It's just not in this season? Okay, that's why. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't... Um, they, I think at a point they had to start limiting the locations. Okay. So it, they may bring it um, into... I guess water must be the most expensive thing of all. It, it is pretty much the most <laughs> expensive thing of all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Even though it'll be so awesome to see rivers killing people. I mean, I'd be happy to see that. Because I like blood, as I've said. Um, so what we got also in the camp, as we were talking about a bit, was um, last week, and then it's back here, is Rob talking with Talisa. Talisa. So these, this romance is kind of progressing, and she gives him an off-chance look as he walks away. <laughs> a chance look of longing after she's, it looks like she's starting to like him a little bit. Is that your look of longing? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my eye, lady. Wait, let me do it to the camera. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> in case you didn't get it the first time <laughs> um, yeah Talisa I don't know what's going on with that name still I, ha- I haven't figured it I'm out ca- I'm still cranky about it yeah, I don't yeah. know I'm just like why, why? yeah why I, I don't know I feel like at this point the writers are almost assuming that a lot of the audience has read the books I don't know I was kind of really upset with the way it was edited this episode I felt like it jumped kind of crazily like I didn't get time enough with each of the storylines in mm-hmm. order to let it like set in and really care about what was going on it was so jumpy in my mind I, yeah. you know I think one of your, you have an excellent point there because I feel like we've gotten to relationships so quickly in this series and people are having sex and meeting very quickly this is kind of taking a while and this is the third episode of exposition I feel like where they've met and you're like okay come on already what is like just get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> well, something that I noticed before, it seemed like um, they were kind of jumping ahead almost from the book if they're trying to go hand in hand with the book. It was almost like every 100 pages was a new episode. Of, right. And mm-hmm. then they kind of got ahead of themselves. And here they almost kind of caught up. So they kind of did a little bit less this episode for whatever reason, a mm-hmm. lot of ends. So I guess it's going to be the full book now. I thought they were going to go past and break into the third book. I think they will. So I think that might be why, almost. They're trying to make it so it still all fits within the second book. Uh, What did you guys think about this episode as far as the writing? Because there were a lot of dialogue scenes, which I love the dialogue and I love the character development. But I personally would like to see a little more action. I feel like this season has been a little bit slow. And this is just 
I feel like we got ahead a little bit with the um, fourth, probably fourth, fifth, and sixth episodes. Mm-hmm. But now this almost feels like a step back. What I do agree. you guys think? Uh, yeah, I would agree. It feels like a little bit of a step back this, yeah. this episode. I mean, I, I do think we're getting a lot of payoffs, but it's still, I don't know. You I know, wasn't, yeah. I really feel like the payoffs don't feel as big mm-hmm. because we're not spending enough time in that storyline. We get like mm-hmm. one clip of it in the beginning, then we come back to it in the middle, and then in the end, it's the payoff. And I'm like, Wait, what? It just happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think it was yeah. kind of also, I thought there would be getting a big payoff here in the Arya stuff, which I'm not going to say at all what happens, but it's just the whole Tywin storyline that they're tying in with is just really changing that up a lot more than I realized it would. But let's talk more about the Starks again and bring us back to the Starks mm-hmm. with Jamie and strangling the guy because yes. that's a huge thing that happened that that didn't happen in the books, that he strangled his own cousin, Alton Lannister, I believe is his name. Um and man, he's I just like, it makes him look like person. a total dick. Yeah. I think yeah. they actually changed the person that was, maybe not, maybe it is Alton, but it just, it sounded, it seemed differently when they were talking about having dinner and he had to go back with his family. It seemed like he wasn't related to Lannister. I don't oh, know. Oh, he is related to. Oh, he, it they, was they are, Alton? Because remember when, I don't know if it's Alton, but I know it is Lannister. Okay. Yeah, because there's the scene where he was talking with Rob at the very beginning, and they were like, they mentioned that he was a Lannister in that scene. That's why they were oh, keeping okay. him pr- prisoner. And he, he was like, isn't your mom the fat one? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Was Jamie telling him the truth, though? I felt like that whole conversation just seemed like a little fake. I think it was fake oh, because yeah. leading up to the ending, which I gotta say, I don't like this choice to have Jamie become a kinslayer as well as a kingslayer because as well as a kin <laughs> screwer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because I really a lot like of kin and kings here. I really like Jamie, and I think that he has a lot more depth to him than than we've seen last season or this season. I think he um, is a lot more empathetic and human mm-hmm. than we've seen so far. Um, so I think this move to have him kill Alton was just unnecessary and painted him. I don't know. It portrayed him as as a it's, different Jamie Lannister no, that I know. It's painting him into a corner, really, right? Because like, how can you redeem yourself once you've killed a king and kin? That's true. I mean, and you're you're having sex with your sister. I mean, there's well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, people do some awful things, but he's kind of at the top of the list at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought they were going to talk a lot more about why he because this is what they did at least in the books was he talks a lot about why he kills the king and he talks a little bit more about that how just how crazy. Aaron is, and also just the mad things he did to some of the Starks and how horrible he was. And that also kind of painted them, as you were saying, to be a little bit kinder of like, okay, I can see why you did that. Yeah. Whereas we didn't get any of that in this episode, which, I mean, I guess we didn't need it, but I kind of would have liked to have seen that as well with him. No, his kinder side. I mean, each of the characters has a huge reason for all their actions, and... Mm -hmm. I mean, in their mind, it all makes sense, and, and maybe we'll get that explanation, and maybe we won't, but I feel like every character thinks that their actions are just. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess he wants to escape, so that's just, right? <laughs> he wants to get gonna out do? of there, so he's, he's just in doing it. He's chained um, up pole in his own. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if how much this choice because is going to affect the Jamie Lannister as a character, because, like you said, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to recover from this, so... yeah. I don't know if it's going to be harder to establish some of the other elements of his character later mm-hmm. on. I don't know. It'll be interesting I th- to see. I think one of the other things that made this episode difficult is we didn't, we don't really care for the, because we don't have a relationship with the, is that Karstark? Yeah, Lord Karstark. Yeah. We just, right. we just, you know, we haven't really developed anything. So that, the whole loss of his son was kind of just lost on us. Yeah. And because that's... we were like, oh, all right, you're yeah. dead. Why is everybody so angry? Is People this the first totally agree. episode yeah. meeting the Karstarks? Because, uh, I mean, I'm sure we've seen I them in passing. I think we've seen them about yeah. and kind mm-hmm. of random, like, advising things. Because I, I recognize that actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this Not is the first time, really. Not enough for us to care. Right. But <laughs> yeah. Lord Karstark is pissed regardless. He is so angry, but I mean, we don't yeah. really. If it doesn't come across on screen, though, there's no point in being there. Well, yeah. Well, true. when you have so much death, and, and we haven't built an attachment to an, a character, we're kind of like, okay, another person's dead. Yeah, that's we've fine. kind of become desensitized yeah. to it with the show. <laughs> but I, you... I don't know how healthy that is, but that's what the show's created. <laughs> Probably so not very. It's their fault. <laughs> but you know who we do care about? Who 
has some things going on are Bran and Rickon, who are on the run. Oh, yeah. On the run from Theon, who is going insane. So, Theon's on the chase, and he he's almost more insane in this moment to me than he was in the books in this moment. As we he's already like the had new him, Joffrey, right? Because as we had with him killing Lord Rickard, um, that just like that moment where he's like, "I think you're completely lost." We just see that here. He's just like, he's like, he has this insane look in his eyes. And it's just like he's totally different now. Yeah, um, definitely some changes from the book, just minor ones. In the end, he had their heads on a. On a spike. On a spike, yeah. as opposed to, it looks like he charred the bodies. Yeah. Um, I think it was tarred. I think he tarred them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I, that didn't come across believable to me. What okay. the? That's, no, that, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. That they are dead. It did not come across believable to me that Bran and Rickon are dead, because why didn't we get to see more of that? It was just like, okay, here's two burnt bodies, but I kind of feel like this whole thing has been a game to Theon, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's just him pretending like he killed them. That's what it came across to me. I felt like he was just stringing up bodies of any two kids that he may have killed. I don't know. That's how it came across to me. I I don't believe it. I don't know that they're dead. I guess you guys do, but I... When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's not them. Theon's just, he just wants everybody to like him, and he just wants people to think that he did this so that, I don't know, they actually answer to him. Right. Theon's trying really hard. He's trying, he's overcompensating. <laughs> I feel like his whole life is just overcompensating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just trying so hard to be something that he's not. Well, he even says to Maester Lewin, he's like, don't look so grim, it's all just a game. And I feel like to him, like, no, this is really real. I don't know. I feel like he's just playing. I think it's more real than he wants to right. let on. And I think the whole game, that game line is is a cover because I think Theon's really wounded yeah. um, by his homecoming um, to Pike. And so I think I think he's trying to, to sort of mask a little bit. And there's also, we don't necessarily see it so much, but I mean, you can just know. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Everybody in Winterfell hates him. Right. And that's everybody that he really grew up and loved. And they all hate him now. They despise him. So, I mean, I think that's also I'm trying to cover up, as you were saying, because he's just, nobody likes him, because that's what happens when you're a total dick. Yeah, That's basically. what happens. That's what you get. Who do you guys think is the biggest dick on this show? Joffrey, rank it in, like, <laughs> one, in two, order? three. Joffrey, Jamie, or Theon? At this point Whoa. in the show. Yeah, at this, at this point, point. Yeah. At this point, I would say Theon, because Joffrey has, was kind of raised to be a monster, and Theon was not. He was raised by the Starks, and for him to be this big of a dick is kind of it's out of nowhere, really. I'm going to so, agree with that. I would say he's the number one <laughs> asshole. The yeah, number so one true. dick. <laughs> I mean, he's the one individual with, like, sincere love in his life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I would say, yeah, Theon wins for number one dick. I would have yeah. to agree. Everyone knows I can't stand the guy. <laughs> I would say Joffrey second, and then Jamie's not so bad in my opinion. I would like Jamie to be worse than he is, but I wonder how much this is going to affect the, the actor who plays Theon as he continues his career. He's going to be like the Joker. Um. <laughs> I mean, I just you know, I, I I'll never. I I remember seeing this interview with Halle Berry, and she said. It took her so long to get work after Boomerang because of the scene. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors. And today, Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline wherever they are. And you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. With the toenails. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I, I didn't know it. that. I totally believe yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. She's like, after that, they everybody was just like, oh, you're the toenail girl. And I'm like... <laughs> You did a huge movie movie with Eddie Murphy. Is that what people are saying? Wow. But like, I mean, if you're playing something as bad as as Theon, I wonder how this will. What about Joffrey? That's all he's known as is yeah, just that's Joffrey. True. Jamie Lannister oh, is definitely. I mean, he just has that villainous look to him, so I think he is going to. Now that he has that beardiness going on, yeah, and that broken nose, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, <laughs> 
Right? What is yeah. up with a broken nose? Well, it's, it's almost... Well, Catelyn did like hit him in the face with a brick or something. He's probably gotten episode. hit a few times. Yeah. yeah I, it's almost unrecognizable. But I guess he's supposed to be with the beard and the broken nose and the yeah. sitting in his own poo. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. I just said it. Yep. He's unfit for constraint. He's unfit, unlike some people. Some people are just meant for it. Um, what do you think he meant by that, Ned being fit to be constrained? Because I didn't. I think he just meant because Ned's such an honorable guy who would never try to escape. I think that might be what he meant because Ned's just an easy prisoner because he feels he would feel like I'm prisoner, so I have to do what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I think that is the he's used to obeying what his right. fate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that'd be what I imagine it to mean. I think it's also just a dig to get at, get to Catelyn Stark. Yeah, there's that pretty trying. heavy dig there too yeah. with um with the bastard son with John. Yeah. That was a pretty heavy dig. Brienne. Mm. And that's another moment that they kind of built up for next episode where she pulls out the sword and you're like, What's she gonna do? She has a sword out. What is she going to do with this sword? Yeah. So they also built that up. So right now we've got in question the whole Theon thing, what's going on with Brian and Rickon, and then we've got also the sword, so those hopefully will both pay off next episode and we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Both of those storylines. Um, guys, before we move on, I do want to mention that we all do this completely for free because we love doing it, and we love you guys, and we love talking to you guys. <laughs> but that said, we would love your support in any way possible, whether that be coming to the live chat, as you might have heard or seen. We do like talking to you guys, and we're trying to incorporate you more into the live chat into the show. You can go to iTunes and comment or rate, and we love seeing that, and we love corresponding and reading all those things. Or you can go on YouTube, and you can comment and rate us, and then again, we love reading those and responding to your comments and questions. The final thing you can do, go to AfterBuzzTV.com, which is where the live chat is for those who don't know. <laughs> and there's an Amazon link on the top right. If you click on that link and buy whatever the hell you're going to buy from Amazon in the first place, no matter what it be, it's the exact same price. That will help support us. All you have to do is click on the link from our site first. That's it. And it helps support us. So whether it be Globies, whether it be the Jamie Lannister armor <laughs> I usually don, which was, I'm going to need to go buy some off of Amazon, clearly. We got or the Globies on the low. Some Globies on the low. Or some Zaro Zaro special brand duck sauce. <laughs> Yes. You can go buy all of that from Amazon <laughs> through our links. Oh my gosh. That's what they said. It's hilarious. The Woody man just said, oh, you guys love us. You must be weak. Thank oh, you. Oh, snap. Thank you, Cersei. <laughs> I like I it. I already said that. I I think it brings strength to love people. That was my point. So whatever. You just can't and show that you love people. You just have to love them. And King of Canada says um, he's disappointed that we're not in costume. So... Are we planning on doing? <laughs> I, I figured like you have some Daenerys happening there a little bit. Yeah, I've got like this like. Look at the wristband. Thing. I got this off Amazon. I got this off Amazon. I'm pretty sure we're doing costume for the last episode. Is that Absolutely. right, guys? I, I try so. to okay. come in yeah. costume yeah. every week. Okay, I'll, I'll try next week again too as well. Sorry, guys. Give, us, give me an idea. I guess I have to go to Amazon, or you guys give me an idea. What should we wear? Okay, so let's... Um, I just don't want to get pulled over dressed like this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like you have to make a stop at the grocery store and you're like, what? I always look like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just it's... But it'll happen. It'll happen. We'll bring it back. I feel Dave, like I would were have you to... Going- Sorry. I feel like I would have to act like a savage towards the cop if that happened, right? If I'm in costume, I feel like I have to be. I'm on my way to the wall. <laughs> like, what are you going <laughs> to like, what that's are you what talking you, about? There it is. <laughs> You're like, that's where I'm going. I'm going to the wall, okay? Winter's coming. I have to go. <laughs> but they're going to be the Lannisters and attack you anyways. Okay. Doesn't matter. Sure that. Fair. Were you going to say let's talk about Harrenhal? Because yes. I think that's a great idea. That is what I was going to talk to about. <laughs> Thank you, Simone. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's talk about Heron Hall. The Hall of Herons. The Hall of Herons. And we've got Arya. So Arya and a lot of Tywins. Is, is there an earthquake? Uh, no, no, no. I don't know. I'm probably pounding away at the <laughs> desk. That Breaking. did not come out right. Breaking news. So no, no, no earthquake. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, um, that was a little bit of the wall there. The wall stuff. Um, anyway, so Arya and Tywin... Are are talking and again, this is stuff that's different. This is, I just have to say it, and it's fine. It's what it is. But this again is totally differentiating and deviating from the book. Everything with Tywin, but it's cool to see his character and get to learn a little bit more about him. So I kind of like it because I like getting to learn about Tywin. So we have that Tywin is assuming that this assassination 
that Arya sent out was for him. That's the big thing. He wants to find out who did it, who's trying to kill him. And they're blaming it on the Brotherhood Without Banners, which I feel like this is the first time they brought up the Brotherhood Without Banners. There was a slight mention um, a little, uh, an episode or two ago, but I know a lot of book fans are really excited because the Brotherhood Without Banners is this super eccentric gang of of people, so it'll be fun to see. And these mentions of it are, are kind of getting everyone excited that maybe we are going to get to see them, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess there are a bunch of outlaws that are squires or whatever else, and um, yeah. actually... And in- assassins? Hell yeah. yeah. That's all I have to say. On the Westrios website, the forums, they actually have a Brotherhood Without Banners where you go there and post like happenings that have to do with uh, Game of Thrones, and I actually have a post there about AfterBuzz, so mm-hmm. head nice. over to westrios.org. And you can see our post about AfterBuzz in Brotherhoods Without Banners. In the Brotherhood. And you can meet fans there. And actually, George R.R. R. Martin also said if you want to hang out with him, a lot of the events and conventions that are posted there, he goes mm-hmm. to. And that's a good time to hang out with him. The, the name of his official like fan group is the Brotherhood <laughs> right. Without Banners. But I, ah. speaking of Tywin and Arya, I really like this change a lot. I think... It's. I mean, I was I was a little wary at first, but mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. It's just so weird because like they're humanizing Tywin and dehumanizing Jamie, which is like <laughs> the opposite of how I felt it was in the books. But I don't know. Maybe that'll be answered later. It's maybe let's even twist it more when things start changing, and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? That's that's probably why. Yeah. Or you know, because especially for someone like Tywin, you want to humanize anyone who seems like a villain. So, you know, you're going to somewhat care for them because here he's coming off as he's a father. He doesn't really seem to really want to fight in wars. and He's worried about what is his legacy going to be. That's what he's really concerned about. What are people going to remember him for? And but at he- that point, Arya contemplates killing him. We get a close-up yeah. of, the knife and, of the knife and a close-up of his neck. Yeah, that was... As he's talking about his yeah, legacy. He's like, ha-ha, she I would, could do it. I was and, thinking she was going to do the signature Game of Thrones move that we've seen where they, like, <laughs> it, I feel like every single, like, kill scene is with, like, a sword right down, like, the spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I thought she was going to do the oh, jack-off kill that we saw last <laughs> Osha, week. Osha's, Osha's kill, kill last week. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to do that one. You heard it first on That's an authentic assassination technique for those who don't know. I think that's like... It's super authentic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, ducks off, jack she's off a, kill. She's really young for that. <laughs> Globies. Yeah, she probably is. Yeah. You know what I liked in this scene was that we got a history of Harrenhal, mm-hmm. which was pretty mm-hmm. cool to hear. So we got to hear about how... It was supposed to be this, and this isn't the whole legacy, but it was supposed to be this legacy is going to be the most grand castle. Nobody would be able to penetrate it. Not even dragons. But dragons, screw that over. Whoops. Yeah, so. Okay, did you guys notice how much talk there was in this episode about the Targaryens? Like Cersei and Tyrion talked about the Targaryens, and so did Tywin here. And I feel like that's foreshadowing the coming of Daenerys. Yeah. I like that. Could be. I would love for that to um, happen. They hadn't really talked about it. Any of the other characters really mentioned the Targaryens until this episode, and now it seems like everyone's talking about it. And, oh, oh Arya actually... <laughs> is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no. Arya actually looks up to the Targaryen legend, mm-hmm. so it seems like Daenerys does have some fans in Westeros. Yeah. I, I, yeah. She, yeah, I mean, but she, she seems to, to right? look up to the whole idea of females fighting, though. That's what she really mm-hmm. pulls out there is, and there were sisters riding dragons. So definitely any strong female fighter is what she looks up to. So Brienne's going to be like, whoa, what? Yeah, Brienne. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sure that would be a huge role model. We also get to hear the new Mountain speak for the first time. I, what did you guys think? He didn't come off as very intimidating to me. No. It sounded like he was trying so hard to be intimidating, but wasn't. <sighs> did it sound like he was like really making his voice very deep and yeah, I don't know I just I it felt kind of feigned to me let me be honest it, it, here. I, to be honest yeah it was lost on me I yeah didn't, it didn't I want to be 100% honest with you guys I turned to Simone and Kristen after like right after he left the scene I was like was that the mountain <laughs> because he just did not strike that right. same type of fear or like yeah. the other the mountain from before is just like you do not want to mess with this guy that is all he struck is like this guy is going to kill your face. Yeah. And 
And the, the new mountain, yeah, with that why technique. Did, why, why did we have a new mountain? And this new one I just didn't get. Scheduling issues. Um, mm. The old mountain, Conan Stevens, is actually working on The Hobbit, or he was at least. Um, so there was a scheduling conflict there. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel bad for, for game for the casting department in that way because that's got to mm. be kind of hard to, to try and transition in a new character or a new actor and for the same you just role. ignore it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, nothing happened, no change here, don't look. Yeah. yeah. Nothing going I, on here. I really don't know if a lot of people noticed. Yeah, maybe not. Because, unless... Yeah, because he was so brief in the first season. Right. But yeah. it still was like something where I kind of looked, I was like, was that the mountain? But since we're talking about dragons... Unless and I sh- you want to mention something. Uh, I think that's, like, more than we've ever heard out of the first mountain. The first mountain, like, grunted twice, and I think that was it. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> but also, we didn't get any Jocka in this episode, and I love Jocka. So. Yeah, I was a little surprised. No. I thought we'd get to see him a bit. No. But Soon. he'll come. Yeah. So let's move on to Hopefully. the dragons and Arya's role model <laughs> and who's coming... <laughs> Daenerys, who has lost her dragons to Zaro Zaro Duck Sauce. <laughs> um, I knew it was him. Yeah, so... <laughs> Wow, this is so different. What? Yeah. So now Zaro Zaro Duck Sauce wants to be King Duck Sauce. I definitely stole that from one of the I'm live chat hungry. guys. Uh, I, I, I am. I'm just hungry in general. Yeah. Like mushu pork with duck sauce or something. <laughs> Are you guys serious right now? Yeah, I really I'm am actually hungry. getting hungry. I am too. All this talk about duck sauce. I know. I had a very brief dinner. I'm kind of hungry too. But let's talk about <laughs> so King Duck Sauce. High pre slaughters the other twelve. Yes. Wow. What? This is crazy. <laughs> that was madness. This is madness. And yeah. then the other guy disappears. And it what? W- and Danny is actually really frightened and runs away, but they want her to be the mother for dragons. I'm kind of confused about what their plan was and what happened this, here. It happened really fast. This is really weird to me for just specifically the way the show's been handling this because at first, Zaro Zaro Duck Sauce comes off as like, I don't want the dragons. I don't care that much. I don't want to rule anybody or anything. And he's like, guess what? I want to be King Duck Sauce and I just killed all the other 12. What in your face? And go find your dragons that I stole from you. Like, why didn't he just like, did he really have to do all that why did he have to go through all that trouble what yeah we still don't even i think i mean i'm still excited to see the tower on dying i'm still excited to see that but this is what yeah i think right now it seems a little convoluted and un- mm-hmm. unnecessary but maybe it, maybe it'll become clearer yeah. later i don't know but i do think the uh the karth coup with Pyat. Pyat Pri slaying everybody was really cool and like mm-hmm. that was just really creative. I mean it was it was definitely cool yeah. with them all like unmasking me. Yeah. But I was still just like, whoa, what? This is crazy. This and, is this is madness. And couldn't this have implications on Daenerys? If she's traveling around if she's traveling around the east and heading to these different cities, if people yeah. hear what happened in Karth, they could associate that with her. And Absolutely. So it's going to be weird to see how people treat her now that they know what happened in Karth. It's a, it's like a uh, a coup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, it's it's full out. I was a little bit disappointed with Jorah Mormont. Is it Mormont? It's Mormont. 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 Uh, this episode. I just, I felt like he was very stagey. Did you, did yeah, you get that Yeah, I did too. Like, I, I saw I'm that I'm back. <laughs> Maybe it's just all and the... And I'm like, what's... But where, it seems what? to all be coming from the Daenerys side. Daenerys is acting and now Jorah. Like, I know. I was almost, I don't I don't know I just didn't buy I'm back I heard I was looking for a ship <laughs> was he though was he because apparently he's betrayed her yeah well, that yeah. was yes. whoa oh you didn't wait what no you don't remember this There's no. betrayed her last season yeah when did he betray her last season he told Varys mm-hmm. he ratted her out to Varys that like oh the the dragon princess is alive mm-hmm. and, and was all he the stuff. one who ratted her out he off? was yeah. the spy oh. he was the spy that was traveling with her that was um Letting the not- Lannisters know what she was up to. And then eventually, like halfway through the journey, when somebody tries to poison her with wine, he realizes that he really does love her and that he's no longer Varys' spy. That did not come across in the show whatsoever. Uh, I've yeah. been paying attention to his character very well because mm-hmm. I really like him and I didn't know that he was the spy that betrayed her. It didn't. They did not make that obvious. Yeah. Fail, writers. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Harsh words. I'm just kidding. I know. So, <laughs> and that was so funny. You're like, fail. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're still the best show on television, but I can didn't I still, get that at all. Can I still point something else out with Jorah's and Daenerys here, which is kind of weird to me, is that Danny. 
I'm calling her Danny now like them. But Danny yeah. is so <laughs> Danny, Daenerys, Danny is so upset with Jorah this whole episode and just like mm-hmm. what she's giving him such a hard time. And like, come on, like it doesn't I feel like this was undeserved, this hard time that she's giving him. I think that she just doesn't trust anyone and I think mm-hmm. it's hard for her to trust anyone. I think she's just generally frustrated with her situation and feeling like she doesn't have anyone. But it's to like, turn has to. he not done enough for her already to warrant her trust at this point, regardless of the, that whole thing, which I don't think she even knows? But maybe she's getting her moon's blood. I don't know. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think if your brother, who is, I mean, your closest kin, is willing to sell you, that it makes it impossible to trust anyone. Right? right? I mean, yeah, I agree. Someone just, uh, wrote on the the chat um someone said last week that Daenerys overacted and was becoming like her brother do you guys still think that um that was something that I that I talked about last week how yeah. I felt mm-hmm. like Daenerys was acting like her older brother because she was complaining so much mm-hmm. and whining so much she mm-hmm. just she sounded so much like him it really made me dislike her character a lot and she's like that to a degree in the book but it didn't feel like as much so yeah is she because like in the show, she's like, I want it, I want it, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And that's how she came across, at least last week. So With the Spice King like, and stuff. I feel like you guys are getting that in the book, but I don't see that from her Overacting? No, not overacting, but that she like wants a throne and she feels like she's she deserves oh, really? it. Me, I don't feel like she's whining. I mean, I know that she wants a throne, but I don't feel like she's whining at all. She calls her brother a fool. She admits that, like... He was a fool and everything he did was wrong and she couldn't trust him and she he would have her raped a million times for the oh, crown. Well, this episode she says that, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about last episode. Last no, week when she was I just understand. in front of the 13 and she's like, I deserve it. It's mine. Um, that's, I just don't see her being been a whiny. Musical, a great musical. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I just don't see her being mine. whiny. That's all. I just don't the see her whiny. The last couple of episodes I felt a little whiny, but then... This episode, now that all our people are dead, I feel bad for her again. <laughs> well, so right. I'm like, okay, you deserve the crown. <laughs> yeah. No, at this point, I feel more. This episode made me feel more sympathetic mm-hmm. for her. So yeah. maybe it was a good thing that all the thirteen got slaughtered and all the mm-hmm. people got slaughtered, which they didn't in the book. Because I'm like, oh wait, I feel bad for her again. As you said, she Beth wasn't like screaming as much. Also, this episode, yeah. she was kind of like deflated, which was refreshing because I do think she's been overacting. I love Amelia Clark, but I think she's been overacting a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I don't, uh, by the way, King O Canada said that he was mad that I called him someone. So King O Canada, I don't think she overacted this episode. <laughs> right. Not this episode. Give shout out to names. I really think that Jorah gave the homily of the episode this week. He said that no one can survive in this world without help. No one. And I think that's really mm. true because a lot of people don't want to take help. And Daenerys is that person in this episode. She's like, no, I'm going to do it myself now. I don't want help from anyone. But really, you have to come to terms with the fact that you can't do things alone in this world. And if you are willing to accept help, you'll survive better than you would. And you're not going to get anywhere in this world without help. There's actually a lot of tie-ins for this episode. You also see Theon, who's going insane because he's not Mm -hmm. getting help from anybody. He's kind of that so sort of asking Maester Lewin for advice, but not really and not trusting anything anybody says. So you see him going insane. I mean, Cersei's talking about how her whole love speech, it almost kind of ties in with that too, that you can't love anybody. It's almost, it's very similar, a similar idea. I agree. So I feel like a lot of that actually shown through in this episode. So accept help. <laughs> yes. When you see a help wanted sign, it's okay. <laughs> Apply um, within. <laughs> but I just want to say again, I am so excited to see Pyatt Pre yeah. and the whole tower. I want to see what they do with that because it's going to be awesome. But let's move on now to the wall, the wall and Jon Snow. <laughs> and another thing that they are really changing up here from the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's just, I, I, I guess I can just say, because I don't think it will ruin anything to say. And guys, we really, I just want to throw this Whoa, out there. We really try careful. not to put any spoilers <laughs> out there. Uh, yes, clutch for help because this is not going to be a spoiler. It's just if something's big and different from the book like this is worth pointing out. And none of this happens. None of this. It's so different. Like, none of this at all happens. And I'm wondering how they're going to tie it in. I'm sorry. Let me calm down a bit and stop talking about it. Um, uh-huh. No, I agree. It is, I mean, this whole goose chase with Egret is definitely different. And it's, it'll be. I, I do want to see where they're going to take it and how they're going to tie it in. It's just very, very different. So it's worth mentioning and pointing out. Does Egret not look like a young uh, Catelyn? 
Caitlyn. Yeah, she kind of does. She, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. kind of, I'm like, what? Wait a second, you look exactly like. Funny you say that because she even says to Jon Snow, my ancestors lived here same as yours, so mm-hmm. why are we fighting? And I feel like she's actually making Jon question his oath oh, totally. to the wall. Totally. Yeah. I love their first in- encounter this episode because <laughs> she leads him with the rope at the end of that conversation. And oh. it's like, oh, wait, who's leading who here? And, Is that? And I like that. Yeah, and she turns around and she, she pulls it and he kind of follows her. The one thing I do want to say is I feel like John had a good point to Egret, which is like, she's like, why are you fighting with us? What are you doing? And he's like, because you come and kill us and steal our stuff and come murder us that's why we're kind of fighting you and then she's like you don't have a reason to fight us and i was like can't he should have just been like um i just gave you a good reason right there it's because you've been invading our lands and killing us i, I almost wanted to turn into a nah yeah <laughs> by the way i can do what you can do better than you <laughs> is that long claw or are you just happy to see me <laughs> she, she, i love their little their witty like sexual Back and forth they have. And she says, I could teach you how to do it. And he says, I know how to do it. And she says, you know nothing, John Snow. I know, that's yeah, her, that's her, her, um, her catchphrase. You know her nothing! Mantra. Yeah, her I mean, mantra. Everybody has uh, like a, a line that sums their character up or yeah. sums, their, sums their house up. And mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah, that's hers. You know nothing, Jon Snow. If a greet had a sigil, that would be mm-hmm. the words of her house. I like it. I, and I guess we do see also with Egret, um, this is Jon's sort of weak point, is woman. He doesn't really know what to say and what to do. And I was also a little surprised since they're doing this whole thing that he didn't throw out anything about the whole bastard issue because that's why he's refused to sleep with a girl in the past, which is, I think, a really noble reason. Upstanding. Very upstanding reason not to, but he never mentions anything, which I guess, why does she deserve to know? You could say that, but I'm like, you have a really good reason. But Probably is playing things close to the vest right now. So uh, what then we get is that he... She kind of leads him to all the wildlings. I kind of saw that coming. Where the wildlings are. I mean, she she was in front. (laughs) R.I.P. That guy who wrote that book. Oh, I don't know his name. Where the wildlings are. What's his name? Yeah. Somebody Um, in the chat roll, I'm sure knows. Come on, guys. (laughs) Hey, this week. I'm gonna keep looking down though and hope someone throws it out there. Um, but so yeah, now so. he's surrounded. What's gonna happen here? Who knows? Yeah, at, know. at this point, I just don't Not even us. know. <laughs> we don't yeah. know. We have no don't idea. Don't look to the book because, readers. Cause... Yeah, I mean, I feel like she she was talking about how they nominated Mance Raider and he wanted to be free. Mm. And I feel like by the end of this whole thing, John's gonna want to be free. I don't see him keeping his oath by the wall just because like who would want their life to be that? It's kind of. I don't know. It's respectful, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I definitely see him in a cabin in the woods with me. Uh, oh, <laughs> done. Because with a cute face I, like I, that, yeah, what yeah. girls would you, every girl would kill for a cute face like that? As yeah. Eager points out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all the ladies in this room, I'm here too, guys. Come on. <laughs> I just hope that Vigo Mortensen gets cast as Mance Raider. What? That would be amazing. But right? He's. Oh. <laughs> We'll That's how that. I feel about that. <laughs> All right. Um, so wait. So I want to point out before we move on to a commercial break that one of the fans had asked us to talk a little bit about the dream that Sansa had, and it's just she's just been having nightmares about. Um, yeah, she's just sort of having nightmares oh, about the whole rape thing, which I I kind of who pr- said you understand that? that. What? Who? Somebody in the chat? I think wrote? it was King of Canada asked about that, but okay. I could be oh, wrong. Oh, so King of Canada, you've done it I again. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I, that, I feel like that's a valid thing to discuss yeah no but also like a common dream for like i can't say like i i don't know have you ever like woken up with a headache and but dreamed like somebody was like banging something yes. in your head like yeah. it's not mm-hmm. i don't know I don't, so I in her dream uncommon. she was bleeding and then yeah. she woke up and yeah. there was really but can you imagine yeah. because if you have a dream that you're bleeding and you wake up and there's blood there that's that was, how i got my pain yeah. like, really yeah, yeah i dreamt that was about a it lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot more grotesque the way they wrote it on the books was they were pretty graphic I, with that we're stuff we're like whoa that's deep <laughs> yeah, they like, whoa. They, like mm-hmm. burn she tries to like burn the mattress in the book by the way the guy who wrote where the wild things are is maurice 
send back. Ah, Somebody gave us that. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank you. Not to be off. Who said uh, that? Okay. We need to give them a shout out. Their name. Okay. You guys keep going. I believe it was Tom Brooks, right? Yeah. I yeah. Think so. <clears throat> okay. So, um, I, I do want to throw out my dream that was like that when I was a kid. I'll always remember this. I had a whoa, dream that whoa. I was on a water slide. And I fell off the side of the water slide. I was falling and falling, and then I woke up and I was laying on the ground next to my bed. So, Whoa, that's so you really, really fell? Great. Yeah, you I really did, rolled really off did. the side of my bed. Oh. Were you pushed by Jamie? <laughs> oh my God, I was. That what? has to be it. And I'm a cripple now. So, no, no. thanks for pointing that out. Um, all right, guys, I want to throw out one thing. We've had some complaints about the commercials. And Kristen point- said last week, you know what? Maybe we'll change it up, keep it fresh. <laughs> and guess what? We, we changed did. it up. We're we keeping did. it fresh just for you guys. Ooh. So let's take a commercial break Enjoy. and then Kristen's got a special report for us. Hit it. <laughs> hey, everybody. John Comerford here. I've got my Mad Men with me. Kevin Undegaro. Phil Svitek. For all you fans of Mad Men, we're your AfterBuzz TV hosts of Mad Men. Every Sunday right after the show, 930, we're breaking down the episode. And you can also check us out on iTunes and YouTube the following morning. We're going to get into the imagery, the symbolism, the structure. We give you all the information on Mad Men that the other podcasts out there don't. Very insightful. You're going to love it. Check us out. Please. Hello, everybody. We are the L.A. Complex crew, and we are here with Andre Fuller from the L.A. Complex, who plays Caldrick King. And you can catch L.A. Complex every Tuesday night on The CW at 9 o'clock. After that... Come to our AfterBuzz TV show where we do a recap of the LA Complex. We talk about Raquel. We talk about sex tapes. We talk about, you know, relationships. And you can catch us live at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, AfterBuzzTV.com. If you can't catch us live, go ahead and swing over to YouTube the next day. You can rate. You can comment. Watch us. iTunes, same thing. Download, rate, comment. And we would love to hear your feedback. And we love to support, guys. So please, please, please support us and support the LA Complex. Buzz you later. guys, this is the After Buzz TV crew for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Woo! Don't forget to tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. to see... Adrian Vero, Deanna Vaughn. Susan Hahn. Giselle Ugardi. Buzz you later! After Buzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? I want to buzz about the way I'm dancing to that awesome little music right there. But mainly about this special report from Kristen. Yes. So we've been talking about how George wrote a lot of strong female characters. And Mm -hmm. he was asked what his intent was of providing such female characters of strength in a genre that typically reduces women to witches, wives, or whores. And his response was... That he has his fair share of witches' wives and whores as well, but he tries to make them fully fleshed out humans. And he said, but what it really comes down to is, it's strange to say, but women are people too. What? (laughs) And he tries to just write them like guys. He says that um, they're driven by the same desires as men. Mm -hmm. Women are driven by respect power, desire to protect their children, greed for money, for acclaim. And he says it's just common humanity and everybody wants to be loved. And Mm. so he just writes them like his male characters as well. But he does take into account that this is a patriarchal society. And so some of the women are limited to the certain roles and some of them fit comfortably in their roles. But then some of them do not fit comfortably in their roles and therefore they encounter a certain amount of rejection or tension or ridicule as they try to pursue their dreams. Like, Arya is a good example. Cersei. Cersei as well. And they sort of frustrate their dreams, and all this is conflict, and it's character tension, and this is what story is all about. The human heart in conflict with itself. Um, now, yeah. can I ask you guys, I'm kind of curious as a guy reading the book, and I, I'm going to admit, I, I like to write on my own, and I, I try to write, but I'm terrible at writing female characters i'm really bad at it it's really hard for me so as a guy i feel like it's hard to fit, find that perspective do you guys feel like george rr R. martin's been doing a good job with it like what do you think um the female characters on the show are some of my favorites are my favorites probably mm-hmm. um and i think it's rare and uh at least in, it's rare in hollywood to find strong female roles so i'm i always celebrate strong female roles and then and he also has a lack of ageism like every yeah. like the he there's a wide array of different ages in this which is really nice because sometimes it's just you know young 20s and you're like all right well there are other people in the world 
You know what I'll say? It's probably because there's so many characters. He has so many chances to hit one female that works for you. So that's why. You just have a lot of characters to play with. He actually said that Bran is the hardest character to write because really? because of his age. He doesn't know exactly what words he would know at the age of 12. That's true. And also the fact that he's a crippled now. He actually tries to talk to some of his fans have written him that were crippled and sort of told him, you know, what they feel daily and kind of what their life is like. So that helps him write. I, I would be fascinated to know which character he connects the most with, which voice is the easiest for him. He said Tyrion. Tyrion I think. <laughs> really? That's what he said. Because he says that he's that witty, except for he comes up with those things like a week later, he goes back <laughs> and rewrites the line and he He's like, I can't do it as fast as Tyrion does. Uh, but he comes up with those things like a week later. He's like, that's what I should have said. There. That was I, my, isn't that the worst moment yes. that you have is when something happens and you like 10 minutes later. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But you're just like, I wish I said that. I've never experienced it. <laughs> that's why I want to take improv. I think it'd be really helpful. Oh, you should. It's so much fun. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Um, who do you guys think is the most is the strongest female character? That's a question that's running in the thread right now. I'm gonna, we can do it quickly. I'm going to have to go with Arya. She, and even at this point, in every point, both in the books and the show, she's going through so much, and she always stays strong. And in the book, she's kind of contemplating, am I a worm? What am I right now? She's having a lot of internal conflict we don't get to necessarily see in the show, but she still always seems to really stay strong. So I'm going to have to go with her. I'm going to say yeah. Daenerys, because everybody is pushing her and pulling her in a different direction, and she goes with what she thinks is best. It's not always what's, what is right, but, you know, she she's not easily swayed. I agree with both those, because they're both, they're not listening to what everybody else mm-hmm. says they should be doing. Yeah. Just like George R. R. Martin was pointing out, they are pursuing their dreams mm-hmm. and just taking on the conflict that they get because of what they want to pursue, and they're being their own person. So I see both of them being very strong. Yeah. Okay, I just want to take a second to thank our iTunes listeners yes, and guys, YouTube viewers. You. From iTunes, I have Bora D, Andrew Fig- Figurelli, Momo155, Sis1620, as83465. And then YouTube viewers, 797 Productions, Small Mick Little Tiny, Slade4321, RM Gatch, Vampy Rescientist1. I think it's Vampire Scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I see it now. I'm trying to write a long list. All these letters, they're all combined. They don't make sense. We have After Buzz reading class. (laughs) Yes. Re6612, Woofin443, Squamish4244. And to Elite Portugal, yes, I think all the Kalasar were killed who weren't already with Daenerys. And as far as Rob goes, I agree. It seems like he's asking for trouble. Um, So Pay76 wrote into iTunes saying, I think the scene y'all should act out is the mob scene. The girls can just throw cow pies at Dave. (laughs) No, let's not do that scene because I don't want crap being thrown at. Thanks, guys. Really, really cool. Thank oh. you guys so much. I appreciate that. You asked for it, you get it. I, I asked you guys not to do it, and thank you. No, so. Oh. <laughs> no, th- th- you guys um, asked for a scene. We deliver here yeah. at After Buzz. Yep. And we may, might even dance for you a little bit. We will. All yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Minus an arm. Yeah, so, and then. It, <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, guys. <laughs> um, all right, so then let's jump on the, the predictions. All right. And now, you're after Buzz. That was really funny. Can we do that all the time? Yes. No. <laughs> I, I want to act out a scene every week, or we need more songs from Sean Nestle. Yeah, I love that song. Oh, yeah, that song that was, was awesome. That was beautiful. Ooh, baby. Shadow Baby. Ooh, Shadow Baby. Ooh, Shadow Baby. Should we oh, do baby, predictions? Baby. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, shall we? Um, so we see that Theon is going to be running to a little more trouble with what's going on. Um, things are going to be tensions mounting because... Rob's not happy for some reason. I can't imagine why. Why would Rob not be happy? I really hope that they didn't just kill Rickon and Bran. It seems like that's what happened because they are apparently right there on the screen burned. But it just didn't come across to me that that was them. And if so, and their characters are over, I'm really disappointed. Yeah. I wanted to see more. And that's why it's so unbelievable to me because it wasn't shown well on screen. As we all know, Kristen loves seeing people get murdered and sliced <laughs> up. This is something we've learned. If you're gonna which kill I don't disagree with. I'm gonna say character. I don't disagree with that. If you're gonna kill Bran, who is now the king of Winterfell or whatever, and Rickon 
I think that's really important to show on screen or some struggle. If that really happened and you didn't show me, I'm going to be mad, HBO. I'm just going to be mad. I, I think, yeah, you make an excellent <laughs> point. You do. But, you know, it, but it, it also counters that, you know, one of the great things we love about R.R. Martin is that he's willing to make his characters perishable. So there's, yeah, there's a struggle there. I get it. I'm okay with them being dead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Whoa, harsh kill, words. Kill more characters, however, make me care about it. You yeah. Know? Like, I just don't believe that that's them. Yeah, it's two little boys. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, moving on, then, we've also got the whole Joffrey. Joffrey's like, let's do some war. I'm ready to get bloody. He's all excited for it, I'm as ex- we assume. I'm excited because we've been given a timeline as far as Stannis' arrival in mm-hmm. King's Landing. Five days. Five days. Yeah. Five days. We were given that. So, could mean something really freaking awesome. I'm just saying. I... Or, or it could not, but, but well, it depends <laughs> on what side you're on. Or it just depends. Yeah. 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 But I, I'm, with you. I'm with you on that. Yes, and it looks shall. like Shay needs to be more careful. Yeah. Oh, Shay. <laughs> All right. Muffins. All right, guys. I saw what you were talking about. Okay, guys. So, someone said they like Simone's mouth. I'll just throw it out there. What a mouth. Okay, guys. So, <laughs> I am Dave Klein no, once again. And you can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein. That's K-L-E-I-N. Unless you find me really annoying as one of the guys on the chat did or let me move on to <laughs> haters <laughs> oh you can find me at cinematic escape i'm kristen elizabeth snyder and i will be posting my exclusive reports there they're not there yet but check out my blog cinematic escape and i'm also cinematic escape on twitter i'm simone boyce and you can find me at simone boyce on twitter and i also do my own weekly game of thrones recaps on youtube.com slash simone d boyce i'm bethany jaber and you can check me out at literarygirls.tumblr.com or check out another podcast literary girls gone wild on itunes and marissa hey i'm marissa movies that's m-a-r-i-s-a movies on twitter all right guys see you next week see you guys next week later after Buzz. After From Buzz. After Executive Buzz. producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.